Good morning. Breaking overnight on display in an attempted show of force to the world. Vladimir Putin front and center at Russia's annual Victory Day parade, delivering a message to the West while the devastating war in Ukraine rages on. Dozens fear dead after an airstrike on a school. But support for Ukraine grows. First Lady Dr. Jill Biden making a surprise Mother's Day visit while U2's Bono and The Edge put on a touching performance inside a Kyiv subway station. Complete coverage live from Ukraine and Moscow straight ahead. Divided nation. Protests rage across the country over abortion rights, including sit-ins at the homes of several Supreme Court justices. The issue taking center stage on Capitol Hill this week as Americans on both sides await the high court's final decision. Soaring gas prices inching up overnight, closing in on an all-time high with the busy summer driving season on the way. Is there any chance of relief? We'll bring you the very latest. Mystery in paradise, questions swirling around the shocking deaths of three Americans at an exclusive five-star resort in the Bahamas, a fourth hospitalized after becoming dangerously ill. It's really hard to wrap your brain around. Inside the search for answers just ahead. Those stories plus, that's more like it. After a chilly spring, a major warm-up in the works for tens of millions this week. Al will tell us where to expect record high temperatures starting today. And striking it rich inside that astonishing come-from-behind victory at the Kentucky Derby that people are still talking about. One of the longest shots ever. A horse not even in the field just one day earlier taking the crown. I fell down the paddock when he hit the wire. I, I about passed out. I'm so happy. So how'd he pull it off? We'll talk live with the man behind that victory today, Monday, May 9th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cuffey, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Good morning, good morning. Good to see you. It's a Monday morning. We're so happy you're joining us. Willie is in. Savannah and Craig are both off. You picked a pretty good day to be in to work today. I mean, we've got a good one. How about that Kentucky Derby on Saturday? Absolute stunner. An 80-to-1 long shot coming out of nowhere to win horse racing's most iconic event. Put it this way, if you placed a $10 bet on Rich Strike, you are $800 richer this morning, and you owe some of that good fortune to this man, trainer Eric Reed. We will chat with him live in just a bit. What a story, not in the race at this time Friday morning when you sat Crazy. here. A late entry wins the Derby at 80 to 1. I think he said he was hyperventilating, but <laughs> wow, what a great win. And by the way, guys, if you drive and you placed a bet on that horse, you might need some of that extra cash. The national average for a gallon of regular now stands. $4.33, that's just shy of the record, and up 14 cents in just the past week alone. We're going to have more on that in a live report straight ahead. Those numbers are shocking, but we want to begin in Russia this morning. The nation marking Victory Day, the anniversary of the Soviet Union's World War II defeat of Nazi Germany, with a display today of military might meant to send a message to the world. Yeah, it comes just hours 
After a very different kind of display, one of solidarity for Ukraine on Mother's Day, First Lady Dr. Jill Biden appearing with the First Lady of Ukraine in the western part of that country. Inside Ukraine, rescue crews remain at the scene of a deadly airstrike on a school in the eastern part of the country. This, as First Lady Jill Biden made a surprise weekend visit to western Ukraine. NBC's Aaron McLaughlin joins us from Kyiv. Aaron, good morning. Good morning, Willie. Dr. Jill Biden is meeting today with the president of Slovakia to thank Slovakia for its support for Ukrainian refugees. This after spending Mother's Day in Western Ukraine. After crossing into Western Ukraine, First Lady Jill Biden greeted her Ukrainian counterpart with a bouquet of spring flowers and a warm hug and a powerful Mother's Day show of solidarity. I thought it was important to show the Ukrainian people that this war has to stop. And this war has been brutal. And that the people of the United States stand with the people of Ukraine. Not seen in person since the war began, Olena Zelenska thanked Dr. Biden for her courage. We understand what it takes for the U.S. First Lady to come here during a war, she said. After a private meeting, the First Ladies helped dozens of displaced children with a Mother's Day art project. Meanwhile, President Zelensky released this video, marking the anniversary of the end of World War II. We are fighting for a new victory, he says, and the road to it is difficult, but we have no doubt we will win. This is the war rages on. In Luhansk on Sunday, a Russian airstrike hitting a school doubling as a shelter. At least 60 feared dead, according to Ukrainian officials. In the eastern city of Bakhmut, more Ukrainian tears after Russian airstrikes also hit that city. This woman weeps over the dead bodies of her in-laws. They were kind, very good people, she says. Inside a capital subway station, Bono and The Edge from the band U2 treated residents to a concert. We say thank you. And this weekend, next to the pedestal of a statue that once stood as a tribute to the founder of the Soviet Union, this startling sculpture, the artwork is called Shoot Yourself. What message are you sending? Putin has two choices, he says, to go to trial or to take the hint. A small number of American diplomats have returned here to the U.S. Embassy in Kyiv, which had been sealed off since the beginning of the war. I'm told that this is a temporary visit and does not signal a full embassy reopening. Willie. All right, Aaron McLaughlin in Kyiv, Ukraine for us this morning. Aaron, thanks so much. Also this morning, the pain being felt by Americans at the gas pump is growing deeper. Prices climbing even higher overnight, inching closer to an all-time record with the busy summer travel season fast approaching. NBC's Morgan Chesky is in Dallas for us. Hey, Morgan, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning from Texas. Hard to believe we are just one of nine states nationwide where the average for a gallon of gas still below $4. But experts say prices across the nation only expected to rise, and we could be beating that record price that we set as a nation back in March. And right now, all signs point to one expensive summer travel season. From the highways to the skyways, the cost of getting where you want to go is once again on the rise, just weeks ahead of Memorial Day. I don't even look at how many gallons anymore or what their dollar amount is anymore because it's expensive everywhere, everywhere. 
Nationwide, the average price for a gallon of regular is around $4.33, up 14 cents just in the last week alone, and $1.37 higher than this time last year. 22 states and Washington, D.C. have had even bigger jumps. In Michigan, the price soaring 27 cents in a single week. The prices are pretty high. Actually, we haven't cut down in driving at all. It's, uh, I mean, I got to get to work, and there's a couple things I got to do with, you know, got to do things with the kids to keep them busy. But that's not the case for most people. Two-thirds of people in a recent Yahoo survey said they've made or will make significant changes to their driving habits if prices remain between 412 and 435. For others, that threshold would be $5 a gallon. I still think that $5 is improbable, but it's not impossible. And it's not just regular gas. Jet fuel and diesel are soaring too. Nationwide, a gallon of diesel is $5.54, $2.43 higher than this time last year. A harsh reality for Rafael Mestre, whose company has 20 trucks. Normally, I used to put $2,000 in diesel, and now I got to put $5,000. Experts say a diesel shortage, coupled with the highest inflation we've seen in decades, could mean higher costs across the board for many products. Everything in this economy that you buy at a store arrives there via a semi-truck. And keep in mind, the surge in diesel prices has been so recent that many of those costs have not yet filtered down to what you pay. And experts say with that surge in diesel prices expected, it's really expected to hit families planning to travel by RV hard this summer. Experts say two key factors that could play a big role, Russia's war in Ukraine and hurricane season which is already just around the corner. Wow. Hoda? All right, Morgan Chesky for us there in Dallas, Texas. Morgan, thank you. The battle over abortion will be front and center on Capitol Hill this week after a weekend filled with protests on both sides in the wake of that leaked draft opinion suggesting the Supreme Court soon will overturn Roe versus Wade. NBC's Blaine Alexander is in Atlanta with the latest. Blaine, good morning. Well, Willie, good morning to you. Over the weekend, we did see protests in dozens of cities around the country, including right here in Atlanta. Many of them were in those so-called trigger law states, where abortion would immediately become outlawed if Roe were to be overturned. But now the focus is increasingly shifting to local abortion laws, with many states poised to take action. In every corner of the country, the fight over abortion rights is heating up. In Wisconsin, a Molotov cocktail was launched through the window of the headquarters of this anti-abortion rights group. And in Washington, the whole world is watching. protesters set up outside the homes of Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Brett Kavanaugh. We will not go back. While more gathered on the steps of the nation's highest court. I'm here on Mother's Day because everyone should have a choice whether they become a mother or not. It's been a week since a leaked Supreme Court draft opinion revealed the future of Roe v. Wade is under threat. A new CBS poll reveals nearly two-thirds of Americans want to keep Roe in place. In Washington, Senate Democrats are preparing to vote to advance a measure that would guarantee abortion rights nationwide. But it's expected to fail because Democrats do not have the 60 votes required. Nearly two dozen states are poised to ban abortion outright should the landmark decision be overturned by the Supreme Court. Some state capitals are seeing a flurry of action, with lawmakers advancing legislation in preparation. These states have been building restriction after restriction for decades, and now they've turned that into ban after ban. All of it setting the stage for a potential patchwork of laws from state to state, 
from Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves, whose state is at the center of the Supreme Court case. At the end of the day, there is no right to an abortion in the United States Constitution. While in Illinois, Governor J.B. Pritzker makes this promise. We're going to defend people all across this nation who want to, if they need to get an abortion, they know that they can come to Illinois and they'll be free. And all of this comes as Senator Mitch McConnell, the Senate's top Republican, said over the weekend in an interview with USA Today that a federal abortion ban is, quote, possible if Republicans regain control in Washington. But he added that discussion is premature. Blaine. Blaine Alexander in Atlanta. Blaine, thanks so much. 7.15, a lot more to get to. We welcome in Tom Yamas with some COVID news. Hey, Tom. guys, good morning. You know we're feeling this here in New York City for sure. A new COVID alarm is being sounded this morning with cases back on the rise across certain parts of the country. And health officials expect that upward trend to grow in the months ahead. NBC national correspondent Gabe Gutierrez joins us now with those details. Gabe, good morning. Tom, good morning here in New York. Governor Kathy uh, Holko announcing that she has tested positive as cases explode across the state. And there is no new mask mandate in place, but health officials are strongly recommending them indoors once again. This morning, a dire warning of a dangerous fall surge ahead. A senior White House official saying the U.S. could see up to 100 million new COVID infections. That's about a third of the population. We're going to have a lot of waning immunity. This virus continues to evolve, and we may see a pretty sizable wave of infections, hospitalizations, and deaths this fall and winter. Whether that happens or not is largely up to us as a country. Now, as a new highly contagious subvariant spreads, the Biden administration is renewing its call for another $22.5 billion in COVID relief money. The funding would help provide therapeutics, testing, vaccines, and boosters nationwide. This comes just days after the U.S. topped 1 million coronavirus deaths, according to an NBC News count. In almost every state, new COVID cases are on the rise, up nearly 56% over the past two weeks. We are seeing new variants. And remember, we have about 50% of the country that did not get infected in the Omicron wave that is now freely out. We don't have masks also making them targets for infection. The Northeast being hit hard. The CDC raising several regions to high alert in states including Massachusetts, Connecticut, and New York, where New York City may be grappling with a fifth wave. This is the time for just preparation and using the many tools that we have, masks, vaccines, frequent testing and treatment. And as people gather for celebrations like graduations and Mother's Day. This is a real treat, not have that fear of COVID hanging over you. Health experts urge Americans to stay vigilant, especially those at high risk. You may want to be more careful, uh, have outdoor celebrations if possible, consider using a rapid test. Hospitalizations are also on the rise, but health officials say overall cases are not as severe as compared to last year. It's also important to note that infection numbers are likely being underreported due to the increased use of at-home COVID test time. It's an important point. All right, Gabe, we thank you for that. All right, it is 17 minutes past the hour. Mr. Roker, usually we're complaining at this time because it's cold and we're whining. Not today. Not today, Al. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-uh. Who's ready for some weather? We are. Who's ready for some warmer weather? All right. So, southwestern fires, unfortunately, strong surface winds up to 65 miles per hour. So, out west, the dry, windy conditions, that's going to be a problem. But, 
But for the folks in the Midwest, from the Plains, we're talking today records possible in 10 states. Look at these temperatures today. We are looking at Oklahoma City, Kansas City, Little Rock, New Orleans, San Antonio, Abilene, uh, Dodge City, all either at or above temperatures. Then as we move into tomorrow, 16 states may see record temperatures from Bryson City, Columbus, down to New Orleans, Amarillo, Tulsa, up to Madison, Wisconsin. And here we come, baby. Get ready. 70s. How you like me now? Yeah. Salisbury, Maryland by Friday, 75. Mid-80s in Charleston. Chicago, 90 degrees on Thursday. St. Louis into the 90s. That's the way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then as we go into the, into the mid-week of May, into mid-May, warmer than average in the Northeast, Gulf Coast, all the way out west. That's what I'm talking about. And that's your latest weather. Guys? Thanks. Great job controlling the weather out. It looks yeah, great yeah, out there. What yeah, we thank do. Thank you very much. All right, coming up next, an investigation underway in the Bahamas this morning after the mysterious deaths of three Americans at a popular resort there. A fourth woman now fighting for her life in the hospital. We'll have the very latest. Plus, he raced from the longest odds to a stunning come from behind victory. We're going to take you inside Rich Strike's incredible run into the history books at the Kentucky Derby when his trainer, who has his own remarkable story, joins us live. But first, this is Today on NBC. Seven thirty on this Monday morning, ninth day of May, 2022. There you go. Here's a live look at Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Al says it'll finally feel like beach weather for a lot of us on the East Coast. Getting warmer as the days go on. We're going to have his full forecast. Soaking in that beach shot. How yes. that make you feel right there? Just that moment. Oh, yeah. It's warm in the West, in the Midwest yeah. now, and it's coming, coming east for us later in the week. Finally. Yeah. All right, let's get a check of our 7.30 headlines. The Biden administration announced plans this morning to provide affordable, high-speed Internet access to low-income Americans. 20 Internet companies have signed off onto the Affordable Connectivity Program, agreeing to lower their costs or increase speeds. Soon, nearly 50 million households could be eligible for free Internet service through an already existing federal subsidiary. Power winds are complicating efforts this morning to contain wildfires in New Mexico. Wind gusts topping 50 miles per hour are keeping some firefighting aircraft on the ground. Wildfires now cover 275 square miles in the northern part of the state. That is more than twice the size of Philadelphia. Thousands of residents have been forced to evacuate. A baby formula shortage in the U.S. is actually getting worse. Major retailers are now limiting how many products customers can buy. CVS and Walgreens placing a cap of three baby formula items per purchase, both in stores and online. Other stores have similar limits. As for what's to blame, officials cite various supplier challenges and the shortage is further complicated by the closure of a major formula production facility in Sturgis, Michigan. Also making headlines this morning, a shocking and mysterious story out of the Bahamas where three Americans were discovered dead at a popular resort after being found unresponsive in two separate villas. NBC senior national correspondent Kerry Sanders has made his way to the Bahamas for us. And Kerry, good morning. We hear you're able to speak to a couple of friends of those victims. 
Yeah, and it's really tragic. I mean, Vince Chiarella and his wife, Donis, had come here to the Sandals uh, Emerald Bay Resort on Great Exuma to celebrate their 40th wedding anniversary. They and another couple uh, sharing in the same kind of villa at the beachfront, they started to feel ill. And within 24 hours, Donis was in a hospital being treated and three other Americans were dead. This morning, the picture as Sandals Resort on Great Exuma, Bahamas. Now the scene of tragedy. Royal Bahamian police finding the bodies of three Americans at Sandals Emerald Bay. It's really hard to wrap your brain around. Police first found Vincent Chiarella unresponsive in his villa on Friday. His wife, Donis, was very sick, but alive. She was airlifted to a Miami hospital. Donis woke up feeling paralyzed. Paralyzed? Paralyzed is what was reported to us. Um, couldn't move, said her arms and her legs were swollen um, and that she could see Vince laying in the floor. Moments later, emergency response crews found the bodies of another couple who have not been identified on the other side of the split beachfront villa. A man slumped against a wall in a bathroom and a woman found in a bedroom. Police say both showed signs of convulsion, but no signs of trauma. The resort says it initially issued a health emergency and alerted medics. While investigators are not sure what caused the three deaths, they do not suspect foul play. Local officials believe it is an isolated situation and say at least one couple fell ill the day before. There were some signs of individual presenting to the clinic with nausea, vomiting, and some symptoms. They were eventually seen to and subsequently discharged themselves. Health experts tell investigators here dizziness, nausea, and temporary paralysis may suggest carbon monoxide poisoning. Detectives are checking the villa's water heater, air conditioner, and propane supply for leaks and examining the resort's diving and scuba gear for possible contamination, though it's unclear if any of the victims had gone diving. Now, with a multi-agency investigation underway, it's an urgent search for answers. Wow, again, so many questions, Carrie, in this. Um, so is there any word on whether or not American authorities are going to be involved in this investigation? Well, the U.S. Embassy has offered services. Of course, they're dealing with the notification of the next of kin of those who died. It's expected that the Bahamian authorities later today uh, may actually hold a news conference and give us some more details, uh, identifying all those who died here, and also uh, giving us a schedule of when the autopsies will begin, because those autopsies may indeed reveal if this was carbon monoxide poisoning or something else. True. All right, Carrie Sanders for us there in the Bahamas. Yeah. Carrie, thank you. That's just unthinkable, isn't it? I know. You go to paradise on vacation, right. you to die, celebrate. and we don't have any idea why right yeah. now. And so many families getting ready to travel for summer break, yeah. too. All right, up next, inside that jaw-dropping upset at the Kentucky Derby everyone is still talking about, Rich Strike, a horse not even entered one day before the race, pulling off an astounding historic victory. So what is next, and how did that horse do it? We'll ask his trainer live right after this.
Well, we're back with a closer look at that stunning upset at the Kentucky Derby. We've been talking about this all morning. Rich Strike shocked the world, winning the coveted first leg of the Triple Crown despite having the longest odds in the race. All right, joining us now is one of the guys behind Rich Strike's success, trainer Eric Reed. Hey, Eric, we heard you say that you practically passed out when your horse won. We're wondering how you're feeling this morning. I'm full of life this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you are, Eric. Congratulations. You guys were very uh, confident after the race. You said we wouldn't put a horse in this race that we didn't think could win the Kentucky Derby. But now with a couple of days distance, yeah. come clean with us. <laughs> the horse before the race, an hour before, was 99 to 1, 80 to 1 at post time. Did you really think Rich Strike could win the Kentucky Derby? We thought he would run really good. Nobody thought we would win, but it, it, we had said earlier in the day, we know the horse and the paper and the numbers and the form. I can see him being 80 to one, but the, the, the public doesn't know much about us. They gave us no recognition. They didn't watch him train. His workout was the best of anybody that worked for the Derby at Churchill that week. And his last two races, he had finished so fast and ran by everybody in the race. So we knew the extra distance and the longer stretch. And this horse had already won by 18 lengths at that track. So. In our minds, we thought if he could find his way through the 17 or 18 horses he had to pass, he could win. And I have some guys that were with me that made $60,000, $70,000 off oh, their bets. Ooh, so we, we, we had absolutely thought we could win. Wow. Well, that Eric, that, that's pretty amazing. Watching him weave his yeah. way through that field of horses was just magic. Was there a point in the race where you're like, I think we have this? Because he looked so far behind through most of it. Well... I saw him going into the final turn, start to move into the contention, you know, and I thought, well, this is not a bad spot. And I knew that's where all the traffic jam was going to take place. And that's why I rode Sonny, because Sonny knows this horse, and he knew exactly how the horse wants to run. And I lost him right in the middle of the turn. He got in that big group of horses, and a friend of mine, Ken Tyson, was beside me, and my dad was in front of me. And I said, Kenny, I can't find him. Where is he? And that's about the time it got to the top of the stretch. And he goes, he just dropped to the rail. You're fifth. Wow. And I saw him, and I'm looking, and I said, oh, my God, Dad. I said, we might hit the board. <laughs> and in the middle of the stretch, when he passed Messier, I hear Ken Tyson going, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And about the second time he said it, he put his head in front, and I grabbed my father. I said, oh, Dad, we're going to win the Derby. And uh, I don't remember hitting the wire because I went down, and they jumped on me like I scored the winning touchdown of Super Bowl. So. Um, well, you did, basically. Yeah, you really you did. did. And, and what a ride by your jockey, Sonny Leone. You could almost see a moment from that view above where he decided, hey, let's go win the Kentucky mm -hmm. Derby. You mentioned your dad. We've been talking about your own personal journey. You've been a trainer for 40 years, your dad Herbert for 60 years. Yeah. You can see all that emotion after the race. And you've been through a lot even recently, Eric. You had the fire at your farm, uh, I think it was about six years ago, where you lost some of those horses you loved and you weren't sure that you'd continue in horse racing to be a trainer. How much more did that moment on Saturday mean because of all you've been through? It meant everything. Um, you know, we have had a rough six years. We had the barn fire, um, which was probably the most horrific, tragic thing I'd seen at that point. Uh, I had two of my best friends, assistant trainers, pass away of cancer a year and a half ago. My grandson was killed in a tragic accident. Um, the only thing that kept us going was these horses and the love and uh, that everybody gave us. And you know, um, man, 
Richie's America's horses. That's keep getting all these texts and emails. You know, he's not Richie. He's America's horse. So he's he's brought us out of a, a really dark time. Wow, mm. Richie was was something to watch. What a beautiful ending. There was a moment when the race was was over, Eric, where they were describing him as feisty. He was kind of nipping at a pony, and people didn't quite know what to make of what was happening. It looked like someone was punching him off. What was going on there? I'm glad you asked because I want to clear that up. Um, the outrider's job at the end of the race is to help get the leading horse and get him slowed down and take him around, let him do the interviews. Well, Richie, um, he was in killer mode. He was going to outrun every horse on the track, and he had not had a horse after the finish line come over to him. So when he saw that pony coming his way, he thought he had another horse to beat, and he was trying to run by it. Mm. And the man did his job. He reached out and grabbed a hold of the horse, and it made the horse mad. Um, he didn't know that he was trying to help him. He thought he was supposed to outrun that horse, and he bit the guy's leg terribly. Oh, bit his man. arm a couple of really bad bites. Um, he, the horse is not a mean horse. He just was in the race mode, and he didn't understand why they were grabbing him to slow him down. That man saved my horse from injury because had he got up in the air and lost my rider, he could have got loose. Uh, um, I'm sorry for the injuries he sustained. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. That's I'm glad you cleared that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah we didn't know all that. Well, congratulations, Eric. Congrats, I assume Eric. it's on to the Preakness for you. We can't wait to watch. You are right. Rich Strike is America's horse. Don't forget, you can catch the Preakness Stakes, the next leg of the Triple Crown, Saturday, May 21st, here on NBC and on Peacock. Learned a lot from that, that interview. Wow. Yeah, don't wow. get in front of that horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Race. Mr. Wow. Roker, what about checking the weather? So exciting. All right, let's show you what we've got going on. Unfortunately, as we heard earlier, we've got a lot of fire weather possible. 11 million people under red flag warnings from Nevada all the way into Colorado, parts of Texas. Dangerous wildfire spread potential. We're watching that. Here in the east, we've got this strong low pressure system off the coast. That's keeping some uh, wind, rip currents, breezy winds. We've got some flood advisories out for 5 million people from New Jersey all the way down to the Delmarva Peninsula. Severe weather into tonight in the upper mid Mississippi River Valley. Damaging winds, tornadoes possible, and down into the Gulf, Texas. We're talking tomorrow late in the day. Storm hazards, damaging winds, hail, and we can't rule out an isolated tornado or two. And that's your latest weather. Guys? All right, Al, thank you. Coming up, a royal change of heart inside Harry and Meghan's decision to attend the Queen's Platinum Jubilee, after all, with their kids. Yeah, plus why you won't see them, though, during one very public event tied to that celebration. But first, these messages. Carson, good morning. Well, good morning, everybody. Well, coming up on Popstar today... We can't wait to uh, chat with Mandy Moore about life, Mother's Day, This Is Us. Coming up next, your 8 o'clock hour.